Today on The Property Management Show, our special guest is dad to two beautiful girls, a big sports fan, and happens to be a co-founder of Tenant Turner. Yep. We're interviewing James Barrett about how rental property marketing has changed over the years and what to expect looking ahead. As a bonus, you'll also hear some insights about data that they've collected regarding tenant marketing because, well, that's their forte. Before we get started, I'd like to note that this podcast is brought to you by Four and Taff, a marketing agency that creates and implements owner lead generating plans for property management companies. We've been doing this since 2012, and we can help in all aspects of owner marketing, from developing a conversion-driven website, lead nurturing, reputation management, content creation, online ads, you name it. Visit fourandhalf.com to learn more. Now, without further ado, here is our interview with James Barrett from Tenant Turner. This episode is sponsored by PM Grow Summit 2021, a conference where successful property managers network and learn from world-class thought leaders. The fourth PM Grow Summit will be a virtual conference, but it's not like any virtual conference you've experienced before. Our platform gives event participants an experience as close to an in-person conference as possible. For example, create your own personal avatar and wander the online three-dimensional world of the conference where you can network, hear our expert keynote speakers, attend workshops, and more, all from the comfort and safety of your own home. Join hundreds of property managers and experts in the industry on January 20th, 21st, and 22nd. Get a sneak peek and get tickets at pmgrowsummit.com. That's pmgrowsummit.com. James, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, we're here to talk about you know changes in rental property advertising and marketing. So to start things off, um, how about you walk us through kind of the big changes that you've observed in you know rental property advertising in the past five years? Sure, Marie. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a very interesting time, I would say, in in rental property advertising, particularly on the single family side. Um, we've seen kind of this transition away from Craigslist, which was for the longest time everybody's bread and butter. Didn't matter what market you were in, um, and then. Zillow came and really, whether it be through acquisitions that they made of hot pads and Trulia, um, or just through their own emergence and, and new features for the Zillow rental marketplace, um, they, they definitely have come on very strong. Um, but recently, uh, we've started to see a, a, a new Craigslist killer coming about with Facebook Marketplace. Um, and Facebook Marketplace, they've established some partnerships with, with some key listing sites within the industry, in particular Zumper and Apartment List, uh, that allow them to be the sole source providers of feeds, direct integrated feeds to Facebook Marketplace. So that's really been a big disruptor for the industry. And then I'd say another big thing that's happened over the past couple of years has been related to uh, market consolidation. You know, we've seen uh, more and more acquisitions um, within the space, in particular, a, a key player for the longest time, RentPath, who owns Rentals.com and RentalHouses.com, um, and at one point had acquired Lovely. Um, they have now been acquired by CoStar. Uh, who's really bulking up its listing site dominance in order to compete with Zillow. Um, 
they have a, a, a number of different web properties now uh, with apartments.com being the anchor property, but with their acquisition of RentPath, they're very much getting into big multifamily, mid-sized multifamily, and single family. Um, and so we expect that they're going to be a key player in, in shaping the industry, uh, you know, for the next few years. That's interesting. And um, do you have any insight as to like the reason for these big consolidations going yeah. on? Yeah, it, it, it is interesting. So, you know, one of the more recent ones was, uh, was RentPath. Um, some of that was financially motivated because RentPath um, had been acquired at one point by a private equity group. Um, and RentPath was uh, basically nearing bankruptcy. You know, okay. so they, they had, you know, big web properties, uh, rentals.com, apartment guide, um, major assets, and, and they were doing okay. Um, but not not well enough to sustain themselves. So CoStar was able to come in because they just have so much money, which is also why I expect them to continue to acquire more and more assets. But they just have so much cash, particularly driven by their commercial data assets that they have. That's their, their cash cow. Um, and I expect that they'll continue to buy more and more web properties that are going to impact the residential property management side. And how how do you see the acquisitions impacting, I guess, the usability of those platforms for property management companies and advertising on them? So I, I think it's, uh, you know, usability. Um, I, I'll, the, the thing that jumps to my mind is, is cost. And, and what yeah. we're seeing through some of this, you know, market aggregation is there's fewer players, which means less competition. Um, and another, you know, trend that we've seen here recently is the Zillow paid inclusion model, where if you had a, a, a single home, condo, townhouse, duplex, any, any building that had less than 50 units, you didn't have to pay to list on Zillow, Trulia, or Hotpads, and the majority of your leads were going to come from there. And everybody was very happy. It's a utopian time within the residential property management space. Um, but then through these consolidations, you know, Zillow just got so dominant. They're like, why aren't we charging people for this? You know, we, we kind of got them where we, where we want them, you know, so let's go ahead and start, let's go ahead and start putting some, uh, uh, some dollar signs next to these listings. Um, and that's the same thing that's happening. I think on the CoStar side, you know, on apartments.com, they've always charged for apartments. They've never figured out how to charge for small multifamily. They've never figured out how to charge for single family, but when they acquired RentPath, they picked up Rentals.com, which has really been the primary paid source for single-family rentals. So my expectation is that they're doing these consolidations in order to create a sense of dominance and exclusivity that's going to increase the cost of property marketing, particularly for the small uh, multifamily and single-family manager owner-operator. Yeah. The Amazon of rental advertising. Oh man, you know what? Maybe it'd be good if Amazon got into this space. Yeah. You know, maybe you know, <laughs> F- Facebook's dabbled into it, and they've they've candidly been very successful with with doing it, and uh, they've driven a significant number of leads, and and we'll talk more about it later, but uh, a significant number of leases as well. So we've seen where you know, probably 10, 15 years ago, the asset that these listing companies started with was basically a domain name, rent.com, rentals.com. And they were able to build around that. Uh, but with Facebook's entrance into the, into this world, you know, we've seen them be able to 
bit, get pretty dominant pretty quickly. Um, and it's because they're a technology company. They've already got the eyeballs. So yeah, yeah they already have the trust too. Yep, exactly. Which I do think is interesting because when I think of Facebook marketplace and Marie and I were talking about this too, and I think we talked to you about it a while back. It's when I see Facebook marketing, I almost, or Facebook marketplace, I see it sort of like the Craigslist of Facebook, but that's not how people are perceiving it. Marie, you had mentioned how yeah. you thought it was kind of sketchy to, in to the find beginning. A, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, in the beginning, Facebook marketplace had all the negative connotations of Craigslist just because, you know, there was a lot of sketchy stuff. When people sell DVDs on there, it's like, buy my my Harry Potter portfolio (laughs) for $5. Yeah. Buy my collection of VHS tips. Do not trust. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I think now what's interesting is um, where it it started as kind of like this Craigslist Craigslist type thing. Um, I think when they partnered with Zumper, um, they were able to create a different interface for searching for rental properties that was a lot more um, specific to, you know, the UX needs of a renter. It looks more official too. It's more official too. It looks like, hey, they actually have a solution for this, which means it's not it doesn't appear like Craigslist. And Where, I think that's what a yeah. lot of people probably think it does because they haven't looked into it. Yeah, and, and a big difference with this is around individually contributed content. So before Facebook Marketplace established a relationship with apartment list and Zumper, there was no feed to Facebook Marketplace. So any of the rentals that were on there were added by Marie and Brittany and James and, you know, landlords or scammers. And, you know, as we've learned through, you know, various situations, not every account on Facebook is a real account. You know, they're, they're deleting millions of accounts on a daily basis. So, so you, you're right, Marie. It was an environment that was wrought with fraud and scams when it initially rolled out. And I don't think Facebook was prepared for that. I don't think that they realized the, the level of scam activity that occurs uh, as it relates specifically to rentals. And mm-hmm. so I think their partnerships with those listing sites, that created a filter. Like, you know, you don't fill, right. you, know, you don't feed to Zumper an apartment list unless you have property management software like Tenant Turner or Buildium or whatever. And so there was a filter there that said, all right, these listings, they're indirectly or directly verified by coming from a company, not a scammer or not, you know, a landlord who is clearly just not going to be as, as professional or polished as a, a professional property manager. Yeah. And so since we're talking about, you know, Facebook Marketplace and their um, partnership with Zumper and Apartment List. So um, you mentioned in a previous conversation that um, Tenant Turner has been collecting data on, you know, the volume of leads that come from Zillow versus Zumper. And I know like, you know, how many years ago, very obvious Zillow is like the winner, but ever since they rolled out this paid option, um, a lot of people are trying to look for alternative ways to advertise their rentals. And so do you have any kind of preliminary data that you've seen that you can share with us in terms of um, number of tenant leads or even the quality of leads that are, you know, coming in through Zumper versus Zillow now versus then? Yeah. And and this is now like kind of the the million dollar question, particularly Mm -hmm. as people are being uh, charged for for listings that were otherwise free just a a year ago. Um, And what we've seen is is the leads are, are, are now like Zumper is now being competitive 
with Zillow. Like Zillow was the top dog for the longest time. And they, they probably would account for up to 75% of the leads that came through Tenant Turner. And when I say Zillow, I'm referring to the Zillow group. So that's Zillow, Zillow Trulia and Hotpads, plus some, you know, smaller sites that they re-syndicate re to. Um, so for the longest time, they, they represented three out of every four tenant leads that came into the tenant Turner uh, scheduling system. And then what we uh, have seen is the steady decline of Zillow um, and the steady rise. I shouldn't even say steady, it, it, a very abrupt rise of, of Zumper. Um, and there's a direct correlation between the quantity of leads that came through Zumper and when they established that relationship with, with Facebook. Funny thing is about Zumper, people don't realize Zumper has been around for a long time. You know, they're not, they're not as, as established as say Zillow is, um, but they're not just been around for a year or two when they started working with Facebook. They were, they've been around for, for a decade or so have raised bukus of VC money from, you know, the, the Silicon Valley folks. Um, so they're well-funded. They're established, but they never had the market share uh, that they needed until their partnership with Facebook Marketplace. So what we've seen now with Zumper is they are basically neck and neck with Zillow. Wow. Um, yeah. And that happened over, say, two years. What was you know? it before? I mean, prior to the Facebook partnership, um, I mean, I'd never even heard of Zumper, which you yeah. think that I would have. And, and so prior to that, how did they just keep getting funding or did they, because if their market share was so small, how are they able to keep it going? I mean, they definitely hit struck gold when it comes yeah. to the Facebook partnership because people don't yeah. have to go to Zumper to apply. Yeah. They go to Facebook. People are on Facebook every single day, all the time. Um, so it's just so interesting. Yeah, and it, it was a lot of VC funding that kind of kept them, I don't want to say afloat, I certainly don't know their financial right, situation, right. but kept kept them relevant, kept them present. They did have an acquisition at one point where they acquired PadMapper, um, but you know, PadMapper, PadMapper was a, 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 an ILS uh, that was created to basically scrape Craigslist right. and uh, put their listings on a map before Craigslist had that feature. They eventually got sued by Craigslist, but they had already built a brand and had, had created a site that people were interested in. So Zumper had acquired them. So I think Zumper for the longest time, they were, they were moving methodically with the, the eye of the VCs trying to create a, a Zillow competitor. And honestly, for, probably for the investors who put money into it, they're going to see a return on it because of the Facebook relationship. You know, for them to have gone totally. from, say, sub 3% of all leads that came through Tenet Turner to 30% of the leads. I mean, that's, that's a significant In a year? Jump. Yeah, yeah. It's such a short... You, and we just don't see things like that, right? Yeah. Like, you know, the, it, there's trend lines. There, there's rarely this, this hockey stick acceptance rate like we've seen with, with the Zumper group. Yeah. So I guess tip for this is if property management companies aren't leveraging this tool already, they really need to jump on board with it because they could yeah. be potentially, did you say 30% of the market share 30%. and it's, it's rising? Yep. So it's like you're missing out on 30% of possible opportunities for your property owners. If you're not using the platform. Exactly. Exactly. And, and there, there are some people who are, you know, like, how do I replace my leads from Zillow if I don't want to pay them? I mean, the reality of it is we're, we're moving to a model in which you're going to need to pay who charges you. It, it, it's going to be a situation where Zillow is not going to lose their dominance because they're charging people. You know, as much as I think a lot of people in this industry would like that to happen, mm -hmm. um, they've, they've, there's lots of like threats, you know, from Zillow that they feel. 
but the reality of it is right now a third is coming from there so you don't want to like you don't want to like turn off the zillow spigot um to just turn on the zumper spigot and and backfill it because to your point Brittany, it's the same problem if you don't list on the zillow group well that's a third of the opportunities that you're giving up and if you don't list through zumper that's a third of the opportunities that you're giving up and within this business you need as many at bats as you can so Mm -hmm. and i mean it's the same idea with what we say with owner marketing a lot of people ask hey if i'm gonna do paper lead should i do all property management or should i do google ads it's like people are searching on different channels so if you do one and don't do the other you're going to miss opportunities either way yeah it makes a lot of sense and that's a good point. And like you said, yeah, probably it will impact uh, priority, right? Just like in that case, you know, what, what's my first priority? If I have a limited amount of spend, a limited amount of time, do I go APM or do I go Google ads? Right. You have to make a decision on that. It's the same thing in this space, you know, and, and because Zumper currently is free, that's definitely the one, why not? Why not mm-hmm. do it? Especially if, you, if you're using a tenant turner or other tool that can syndicate for you, it'll go there automatically at no cost. Zillow, you are in a position now where you do have to have a separate contract with them. Um, so all else equal, yeah, you would want to prioritize Zumper over, you know, the Zillow piece if for no other reason, mm-hmm. because you have to have the contract and you have to have, um, you know, have to pay them. Yeah. So um, given that you are an expert in this field, um, I'm curious to know if there are any um, sort of KPIs that you feel like property managers should look at when they're trying to prioritize which um, advertising platform they should pool more money to when they're advertising their rentals? That, that's a great, great question. And, and what we have in, in Tenant Turner, what we've kind of like focused our efforts on are, are two, two KPIs in particular when it comes to your listing syndication. Um, one is the number of leads that you get from that particular lead source, which is obviously an indicator of likelihood to, to get a lease out of it. Um, but also we track which uh, of those leads you ultimately end up signing a lease with. So it doesn't make sense for you to to pay Zillow if you're going to get a bunch of leads, but none of them convert. Vice versa, it does make sense for you to pay Zillow if you get even a few number of leads, but they all convert. So we look at that conversion metric. Um, and I do have, you know, some, some recent numbers here and these are, keep everybody keep in mind, these are nationwide numbers. Each market is going to be a little bit different. Um, but, uh, over the, the, the past, uh, quarter, um, what we've seen is that of the leads that have come through tenant Turner, 28% of them have come from the Zillow group. So that's Zillow, Trulia, Hotpads. Um, 26% of them have come from the, the Zumper group. So that's Zumper, PadMapper, and Facebook Marketplace. So as we talked about, you know, you, you kind of don't want to have one or the other. You want to have both. But again, if, you, if you're limited in terms of your financial resources, or your ability to get it out there, um, Zumper can essentially get you as many leases, probably more leads, um, just the nature of Facebook Marketplace, probably more leads. But the, the good thing that we're seeing is that it's also going to get you the same number of, of leases than, say, what the Zillow group is, is you know, being able to provide. So basically what you're saying it is in terms of number of leads that come in, um, you know, 28% come from this little group and 26 from Zumper. So it's a close battle, but in terms of yeah. quality, um, even if there's this kind of notion that, you know, Facebook marketplace attracts kind of like a different kind of demographic than Zillow, yep. what you're seeing from the tenant turner side is like, 
they kind of end up converting the same number of leases. Yeah, or, and that was something that we we were surprised to see because uh. there, there's this belief that, you know, oh, they're on Facebook, uh, they're just looking at stuff. And, you know, it's, right. it, because there's stuff there, they're, they're, they want to know what Brittany's doing this weekend yeah. and they want to see what Marie posted earlier today. And then maybe they make their way to, to, to Facebook Marketplace. And while on Facebook Marketplace, they bought a kayak, sold that Harry Potter thing. And then now they're, you know, inquiring about a rental property. Um, and so I'm sure there's some of that, you know, so there's, you know, and that's probably a hard thing to quantify is like, you know, the, the seriousness of those leads. But at the end of the funnel where it indicates, you know, where are these leases actually originating from, we're seeing that, that, that it's converting quite nicely. Um, and again, Zumper is that Zumper, PadMapper and Facebook Marketplace, but it, it is dominated by leads that are driven from Facebook Marketplace. Is this something, if say I, is this data that only your team has access to on the back end, or is this something that if I'm, if I'm using tenant Turner, is it data that I can see in my dashboard so that I don't have to crunch the numbers on my own? Yes. Great question. Yeah. So this is, this is definitely data on a customer by customer basis. Uh, they can go into their tenant Turner account and we have a report that will will highlight this information for them and tell them which leads have been selected and what the lead source is. Um, and from there, they can figure out, well, hey, maybe I shouldn't pay for this particular service or surprise, surprise, rentals.com is actually generating a lot of leases for me. It's, you know, it's not a lot of leads, but I'm getting a lot of leases for it. It's well worth that that investment. Um, and it's certainly a, a tool that our customers can use to then go back to their owners and say, you know, maybe even create a new line item. Hey, this is a premium marketing fee. And, and when you yeah. pay this fee that I just marked up, you know, we're going to be able to get you more leads more quickly and ultimately have a higher conversion rate. Yeah, that's really awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, I know that you touched on this a little bit earlier and how, you know, there's um there are a lot of changes happening, but we all know that in recent memory, um, 2020 has forced a lot of other changes that are just out yeah. of the ordinary. And so what kinds of um, changes have you observed um, within rental property advertising uh, that is caused by the pandemic? So my guess would be more kind of like... Um, not touchless, but it's like more uh, virtual contact low contact, yeah, yeah. contact less yeah. movements yeah. and stuff like that. And yeah. kind of like, have you seen um, an abnormal surge in that adoption rate for this for for that kind of technology? And what are the pros and cons? Like, you know, are, are scams kind of like yeah going off the roof now? What are people yeah. not thinking about? in those situations. Yeah. 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 It's, it, it is an interesting time. Um, and, and we obviously, we saw, you know, within our system, um, a, a, a huge movement towards, you know, self showings to, to be more contactless where, you know, people are utilizing the electronic lock boxes. Um, and, and certainly there, there are other services out there that do that like tenant Turner. And um, I know they've seen an, an uptick in business as well, particularly as it relates to that contactless showing experience. Um, where we definitely put it, uh, a huge emphasis is around that that scam prevention that you talked about because uh, unfortunately, I think a lot of people moved very quickly into a self-showing, not really prepared for it. Um, and, and maybe in some cases, they, they got a little bit blindsided by it. And, and for us, you know, it, we're, we're very 
we're very very much in love with the the process that we've built because it is highly effective uh, but we have heard horror stories from other people who have switched to come to tenant turner because they weren't ready for the scams they knew that was a possibility and maybe that's why they were hesitant to do self-showings in the first place but then because of the pandemic they, they may have just jumped into it a too quickly and, and weren't fully prepared for it. Um, but for those that came over to Tenant Turner, you know, we've not seen, we've seen an increase in scam activity, but because of the, the pieces of the process we've put in place, there's not been any additional scams uh, related to, to our customers. But it has caused more rental scams, uh, which were already on the rise to begin with, but the pandemic helped uh, accelerate that, unfortunately. Yeah, so, so people I- are, oh. You can go first, Marie. <laughs> oh, I was just going to make a comment. So I guess it was like the perfect storm. More, um, more people, uh, more property managers were kind of forced to yep. take on the, um, you know, the self-showing because they had no other option um, yep. for safety of their staff. And then more scammers are taking advantage because either they're like really need the money, right? So there are more scammers yep. that are more being desperation. Born. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead, Brittany. Yeah, I was just going to say, um, actually, I don't even remember what I was going to say now. Let's just, <laughs> <laughs> I can ask the, the next thing I was going to ask you about. Um, so with the the changes of people rushing to move into this contact, contactless entry system, um, you said that you, actually, this is what I was going to ask. You said <sighs> that you guys had put some um, barriers or protections in place yeah. to help um, to help the process. Are you able to share any of those things that you added in or or advice? Yeah. And, 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 and really it's, you know, I I hate to like overuse these terms because I think they're, they are used quite a bit within the technology space, but we, we've used machine learning and artificial intelligence uh, powered scam detection prevention for years, but because of the increase in scams, it allows our AI to learn faster. So it's helped accelerate learnings of scammer behavior, which makes our scam prevention amazing. You know, so, so it's weird, right? Like I, I'm excited. Like whenever, whenever we <laughs> sniff out a scammer, like we get jazzed up because I like, was going to do. Or like we know, we know he's a scammer. We know he or she. We don't know actually the gender. Oh, but oh we, thank it, you. Yeah, he, she, her, <laughs> yeah, whatever. It is. Like we we see the presence of a scammer. We we use device fingerprinting. We use system fingerprinting to 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 pick up where these folks are coming from. And as they hit these little, it's almost like little trip wires in our system. And as we pick up these little pieces of the puzzle, like, well, what are they going to do next? And it's like, oh, they they've got a new behavior. They have a new process. And then using the machine learning, it increases the artificial intelligence and it ensures that future scammers that scammer of course too but right. then future scammers can't reuse those same tricks so we're essentially creating this like web of ever expanding trip wires that put you know basically protections around our customers process and properties so yeah. sorry i get i get excited no, about I love it it. It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like I, it's like so nerdy but it's like so fun because it's like you're spying on somebody and you're like watching yeah. them do something bad and we're like ah god we're gonna get you it is like yeah. big brother and i, I also feel <laughs> yeah. like it's it's not people probably think it's just as easy enough to put a lockbox on the door and say hey go oh, yeah. check out the property but it's not that you can't just set the property up the way yep. it needs to be set up for contactless entry it has to be all of the other um all of the other processes monitoring the postings or yep. monitoring the listing providers seeing if anything sketchy comes up or somebody's yep. trying to 
advertise your property. That's really interesting. Um, and I think yeah. that's, um, very, would be very helpful to a lot of people just knowing it's not just set it and forget it. You have to have a system like that. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm, cur I'm curious to know, um, what are the, what is the most common blind spot, um, when someone is trying to jump from traditional showings to like, um, you know, uh, self-showing, um, type of technology? Yeah, I would say, you know, blind spot or impediment, it's it's around getting the owners on board with it. You know, a lot of our customers, they're, they're the third party property managers, um, you know, so they have to get the owners on board with the concept. And, and, you know, that was actually one thing where the pandemic was very helpful, right? Because, you know, a year ago, a, a property management company may have been, let's do this self-showing thing. It's going to save us a bunch of time. 38% of showings come in after hours. We're going to lease in half the time. It's going to be amazing. Uh, but then they don't get their owners on board with it. Because so the owners then are that, like, then what am I paying you for? Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and then it, then it turns into this I whole thing. I can do thing. it myself. Then, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so then the then property managers, okay, 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 I'll show it. It's fine. Uh, but then when, when, when the pandemic hit, you know, and, and people didn't want to meet people anywhere, certainly not for an open house, right? Mm -hmm. um, that's when the owners, you know, what, what was the owner going to say? No, don't try to lease my property. No, yeah. you go and you meet these 10 people there and I hope you don't get sick. Like, you know, it, it really put a, a situation where the residential property manager who wanted to do this and wanted to try this, they mm -hmm. had... That, that, that impediment of the owner saying no was now removed. Yeah. Is, do you see that it, that that's going to stay consistent once things finally, hopefully get back to normal? Do you think that contactless or the progress that has been made towards contactless is going to be maintained after this whole 2020 nonsense? Yes and no. So, so one thing we noticed in our data was normally on tenant Turner, about 50% of showings are in person and 50% of showings are, are self showings. Um, we noticed during the pandemic that the, the, uh, they jumped pretty significantly, as you can imagine, you know, self showings represented 80% of the showings that occurred. And then the other 20%, those were either being virtual showings, which we still consider in person because a person is committing their time to do a FaceTime showing while they go to the property. Yeah. Um, so a lot of those were, were actually those virtual tours uh, where a person was stepping them through the property over FaceTime, Zoom, or Google Duo. Um, but then there were still people you know, particularly in areas less impacted by COVID where they were still doing in-person appointments and, and, you know, following appropriate protocols and stuff. So we definitely saw a big uptick. Um, but then after things kind of settled, for lack of a better word, as soon as some of the answers, we're not settled, right? But as soon as, you know, people felt more comfortable, we actually did see, you know, us get back more to a normal balance. Um, and so what that tells me is that during, during the, the peak of uncertainty, you know, March, April, early May, you know, any of the properties that were occupied, they're just, there was like, there was a no in-person showing situation. You know, they did not want to bring outside people to a home that was occupied and potentially had families in it. There's just too much risk. So what we're seeing now is, you know, people are getting back to in-person showings if that's their primary preference. Um, but maybe they're waiting for those units to go vacant from being occupied. Yeah. 
So, so I definitely see, uh, I see those owner approvals and buy-in into self-showing still sustaining itself after we get back to normal. Um, but I do see just in the data, like there, there are folks who like to show property and they like, you know, the fact that we can coordinate this appointment. And, exactly. Mm -hmm. I think they like the gut feel too, when they like yeah. Yeah. people. Um, and so I have one last question, um, you know, to wrap things up, given everything that we've discussed today, what advice can you give a property management company owner um, when they're planning out their rental property advertising in the coming year? Because 2020 is almost over. Oh, that's right. Well, yeah. Everything that comes yeah. with this almost. Over <laughs> <too>. <laughs> we're, we're, all, we're all just waiting for 2021 to turn around, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, I think biggest, biggest uh, piece of advice is, you know, where possible, leverage automation. You know, we, we talked about Facebook Marketplace. You don't want to manually post to Facebook Marketplace. That is an insanely cumbersome process. But as we talked about, the data indicates that there are lots of leads and lots of leases that come from that. So if you're not doing it and you have to do it manually, that, that's an unfortunate, that, that's a whole mess right there that you or your team is going to have to deal with. But using automation, using a syndication tool like Tenet Turner, stuff like that, that will help streamline that process. Same thing when we talk about self-show and stuff like that. It, there, there's a huge opportunity to, to automate parts of the process so that you can focus on the more important parts of your business. And that's what we're here to do is to help people with that automation and, and you know, we look at the silver lining of this pandemic, we look at, you know, the positivities of the lockdown and things like that. And one thing that I've been impressed by is people leaning into technology a little bit more, leaning into automation a little bit more because we do live in this contactless environment. Um, and I do look forward to people continuing to adopt more and more technology that suits their business because it's ultimately going to make their businesses better. It's going to make them happier. They'll be more efficient and effective. And obviously the more our customers grow, the more we grow and we're in full support of that. That was really insightful. And I think, um, just all of the information was really helpful for me and I'm sure our listeners are going to love this. So thank you so much for joining us. This is really exciting. Absolutely. I love talking to you, Brittany and Marie. It was a lot of fun.